0: We all want to feel better, be happier, and have more freedom, and there are endless resources at our fingertips. But wading through a sea of self-help books, podcasts, and workshops takes more time than anyone has, except me. That's my job. I curate and translate the latest, most effective personal development wisdom to help you elevate your personal experience and improve the way you show up for others. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is Self-Helpful. How to speed up your metabolism. More than two-thirds of Americans are overweight or actually obese. My guest has coached and trained over 20,000 people and says around 75% of those people just need to get on a healthy eating and exercise routine and stick to it. But for the rest, they likely have a metabolic issue. And unless corrected, the weight's not going to come off or stay off. Angelo Poli is my guest. He founded a company called MetPro, where he and his team specialize in this area. They utilize an algorithm-based transformation engine. Angelo and MetPro work with regular folks like us, but he's well-known for working with high-profile clientele that range from Olympic athletes, NFL MVPs, physique models, and business leaders, a lot of big names you would know. I had worked with Angelo and his team for quite a while, so in this episode, I introduce him and his research to Randy James, medical doctor, functional medicine expert, and my Functional Friday co-host. As you'll hear, they get into the nuances of why we are having more metabolic problems than ever. How to figure out who does, if you do, and what to do about it. You'll hear my story in the episode as well as I'm one who had really slowed my metabolism down. It was surprising. And for some of those of you who are having trouble losing weight, this could be a revolutionary message as it was for me. You can take the info and apply it to yourself immediately, uh, as this is not an ad for MetPro, but if you do want to check them out, you can go to MetPro, M E T P R O dot C O slash Ziggler, Z I G L A R. Uh, you can take a free assessment and speak with a coach on their team, there's no cost or commitment. But uh, regardless, I think all of you, this will bring into question some of your efforts to cut calories and if that is really helping you or not. This self-helpful podcast was founded through the Zig Ziglar Corporation, June 15 and 16. I'm going to continue to invite you guys. I'll be in Dallas to attend and speak at the Ziegler Coach Summit. You can check it out at Z-I-G-L-A-R dot com slash coach summit. But uh, if you want to influence people for the better, this is the place to come find out how to do it better professionally and personally. Following these sponsors who help make the show possible and provide great resources for your life, I bring you my co-host, Dr. Randy James, and our discussion with trainer Angelo Poli on how to speed up your metabolism. Well, Angela, I do want to start off just at a high level of, you know, metabolism. It's one of those words that's out there that everybody talks about. I don't know that many people know what to talk about or (laughs) what's going on. But first off, I, I feel like what's why are there problems with metabolism? Is this something that our grandparents had or, you know, before then? Is this a new problem? Start there.
1: Great question. Metabolism, or as many people have referred to it, to me before, is the root of all evil and frustration in the world. Uh, What is the metabolism? That really is the question. And unfortunately, like so many things, you can go to many, many different experts and get different answers. Uh, I would love to explore just briefly the difference between metabolism from how we view it from a overall health standpoint and then metabolism from the standpoint of how it impacts someone's size, weight, body composition, those sorts of things. So uh, generally speaking, when somebody asks about metabolism, they're thinking in terms of, oh, I saw this magazine with a couple on the cover running through the park and it said, have a healthy metabolism. That's correct. That healthy lifestyle that's a good example of a healthy metabolism, but it's not a technically accurate biological representation of what a metabolism does and doesn't do. Um, have you guys ever seen those like Discovery Health Channel shows with the nine hundred pound man getting taken out of the house in the crane? Have you ever seen any of that stuff?
0: Unfortunately, I
1: have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I I, I I get it. I get it. So, believe it or not, these guys. And I know this seems counterintuitive, but they have blazing fast metabolisms. Now, you don't see that on the cover of the, uh, you know, Get Fit magazine and the captions say, have a fast metabolism. And then, you know, a picture of something like that. You don't think in those terms. But the reality is these individuals that, of course, have a lot of health problems now. Uh, the dietitians, the nutritionists, the specialists that work with these guys will sometimes put them on four or five thousand calories a day, and they 'll lose five ten pounds a day i 'm going weight with you and I lose Kevin <laughs> we ate five.
0: well, and that 's what 's weird now i won 't jump ahead in the story, but you know this was me a year ago when I first got in contact with you guys, and i 'm exercising more than ever i 'm not eating much i'm i 'm intermittent fasting constantly, not eating a whole lot. And I was putting on weight. I think what's because everybody go, oh, your metabolism must be flying. Well, apparently not. So but I won't steal your thunder.
1: (laughs) No, you're going right there. That's exactly it. So we don't think in these terms. But uh, those those people that lose weight while eating four or five thousand calories, the reason that they're losing weight is because their metabolism has acclimated to even more than that. You know, the the camera pans across cheeseburgers and pizza and ice cream that they eat, that's the Hollywood effect. But the truth is these individuals are eating a lot of food. So when they decrease to four or 5,000 calories, they're actually losing weight. That's a blazing fast metabolism. Now, on the flip side, I have people come to me all the time that are eating like a bird. And they're healthy, they exercise, they're fit, maybe even athletic, but they're eating like a bird. And even a small increase or deviation from what they're used to eating, they say, Angela, I just don't get it. Why am I gaining weight? It's the state of your metabolism. And it's ever-changing. So if I had to define the metabolism, here's what it would be. Not just the body's ability to burn fuel, but how quickly your body will acclimate to increases and decreases in intake. Mm -hmm. Some individuals are genetically predisposed to quickly acclimate to a caloric or carbohydrate or just intake decrease. They quickly acclimate and their body gets used to it. It's like, hey, all right, I'm good. Other people don't. They're the people that seem to lose weight and keep losing weight. Some people acclimate quickly to increase intake. They seem to really struggle to lose weight because their body goes, ah. I mean, they, they, they seem to, um, you know, be able to even a, a deviation for a meal or two and they struggle losing weight. They increase and their body just goes, ah, okay, you know. Some people take a long time for their body to acclimate to those increases. That's really the genetic predisposition and its role in where our metabolism is. The factor that gets left out is how we control the metabolism.
0: And I haven't heard you talk on this, uh, or I haven't heard this part of of the talk before. It almost reminds me of heart rate variability. Uh, Yeah. You know, being fit is not a consistent, perfectly consistent heart rate. It's variability and being able to, well, I can't explain variability. You Well, and I, I've, I've got a hundred questions now floating through my head, um,
2: awesome. with where, cause metabolism is a hard word to use it. Like you said, it can mean so many different things to so many different people. And it, it's not a pin downable thing. It is different for, for each person. Mm-hmm. And one of the words that I have been using is helping people get to metabolic flexibility where there is like if I I use us as an example that we would say it's a desire to be becoming the kind of people that can not eat for a day and still go for a run and still perform at an athletic level that that, that the body can bend into that. And then along comes Christmas and New Year's, and we tip over into imbibing, as we say. And it doesn't mean we gain ten pounds. The body leans over into that, and, and is metabolically flexible over there as well. And so, so how how would you 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 are you are explaining that? So I'm gonna I'm gonna put the the ball back into your court of that metabolic hey. flexibility, and so. And then when you're seeing people who are inflexible, mm-hmm. they they can't you know their their body's going the opposite way that they want it to go, right. of, of either right. I can't gain weight or I can't lose the weight, and so now we're back into the metabolism, and at a high level view, so not getting into the weeds, but when somebody's metabolically inflexible and stuck in one of those areas, why are they? There's the genetic predisposition, is one thing, or is part of the many things that's going on. Yeah. So we can't change our genes. Correct. So why am I this way and then what do we do about it? And, and I want to
0: I want to stack yep. on there too uh something that I heard you say in a prior talk together that you know we also want to like you said the magazine cover that talks about metabolism that it's you know wash everybody's got uh problems and you said no. And if I remember correctly you were almost kind of in the now probably 75, 80% of people are their metabolism is fine. They got other problems. Uh, right. So it's not talk. you're not painting a brush that this is a problem everybody has, but it is a pretty significant and possibly growing problem.
1: So I'm going to, I'm going to go out of order a little because of what you just, the question you just asked. So there's five things. So my, my team, what, what we do is we work with people and really get to know them on an individual level and and help coach transformation. Kevin knows this. It's the funnest job in the world. I love what I do. I get to do the the behind-the-scenes transformation for people. And by the way, that doesn't always mean weight loss. I know that's what we're talking about today because that's what most people raise their hand as being the most stubborn. So we'll stay focused on that. But it can be anything. And it can be having more energy to play with the grandkids. It can be whatever you're looking for. There are five things. The first thing we look at that every one of our experts talk to to our our clients and our friends about body type and goal, lifestyle, and then the third thing is strategic versus metabolic. And what you just asked me, you were, whether you realize it or not, directly relating to that third sphere, so to speak. When we get to know someone, the 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 one of the first things we need to do is identify as this person a strategic or a metabolic. <clears throat> and here's what that means. Strategic is Angelo, I know what to do, I know how to eat, I know I should be exercising, I just can't seem to stick with it. And that's about 70 to 80 percent of the population, oh, okay, yeah. if we're being honest. That's about 70. It's not any good clean eating routine will work for at least some weight loss, for some improvement. Now, they'll, they'll plateau and we'll need to get strategic, but at least get the ball rolling. What's the challenge? Sticking to the program. And so what do we focus on? And this might surprise you a little. Speed. We focus on speed. And I'll tell you what that means. Most people know what to do, but they don't know how to do it quickly. Now, I'm not talking about, oh, you have to lose weight really fast. You have to build muscle really fast. What I'm talking about is you need to have the lifestyle techniques to prep meals really fast, to have sustainable habits and get there really fast. Because if the routine that is going to initiate change in your life is cumbersome and takes hours out of your day, you will not do it. I've had the privilege, I've got to diet over 10,000 people in my career now. Every one of them has taught me something new, but every one of them has taught me that if it cannot be executed expediently, it cannot be adopted or sustained. That's 70, 80% of the population. Now, what I end up getting to work with a lot is the other 20, 30%. That's metabolic. So I've I've had I've had the privilege of working on with people that have been on like the the famous weight loss shows like The Biggest Loser, people doing the um you know the the Survival Island shows where you're going in 21 days or 30 days on an island, actually slowing their metabolic rate and prep for that. There's all across the board. But I'm usually working with the individuals who are like, Angela, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing what all the gurus and experts say. I eat clean. I eat healthy. I exercise several days a week. And I still can't get my weight to budge. Why? That's because, and now this is to Randy's question, your metabolism is doing its job and it's matching your current environment. We have to create contracts. And I, I think I can illustrate what that contrast is. So, uh, a lifetime ago, when my primary occupation was coaching um, clients or uh, competitors for physique sports, bodybuilding, figure physique, that whole thing, every year at the shows, I would always have a person or two that would come up to me and say, Mr. Paul, your athletes look great. What do you have them eating? Mm-hmm. And I would give the tongue-in-cheek standard, you know, bodybuilder answer, you know, brown rice, boiled chicken, broccoli, sweet potato, you know, the, all the staple oatmeal, you know. And then I'd wait for it because without a doubt it was coming. Will I look like them if I eat that? <laughs> of course. And of course. I would say, nope. And here's why. And it's not that you won't improve and it's not that these foods won't help you. They will. They will. But you're not going to look like that because that's not all they're doing. It's not about the food that they're eating, the calories they're taking in, or the macro combinations. It's about the contrast. See, that athlete that's on the stage at you know 5% body fat, he may be eating or she may be eating boiled chicken and broccoli. But prior to that, they spent weeks, possibly months, increasing their intake. Towing their metabolism up, getting them used to eating more calories, more carbohydrates, more intake—not all at once. They would have gotten gained body fat little bit at a time as they trained intensely. Then, when it gets close to competition season, we take those athletes. Now, when we cut them down to 1,900 calories of boiled chicken and broccoli, or whatever the case is, it's such a contrast. That the fat literally incinerates off of them. And guess what? The metabolism does its job. It catches up. But it's enough contrast that in the time it takes their metabolism to catch up and acclimate to their new nutritional environment, they shed a ton of fat. That's how to manipulate the metabolism. And that's an extreme illustration. Most people aren't interested in doing a bodybuilding competition but that's but people tell me all the time well angelo i don't want to drive 90 miles an hour i only want to drive 60 miles an hour doesn't mean you want to use it in inferior science to get there it doesn't mean you want to take 10 minutes to get up to 60 miles an hour let's get there as fast as we can and so the principles that they use in physique for and the professionals use. By the same principles that I use for the grandparents wanting more energy with the kids, for the average Joe wanting to feel good, have more energy, drop a few pounds, and to repair those really damaged metabolisms that we see after extended periods of weight loss or fasting without rehabilitation season.
0: Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin.
2: Just real quick, because I I know it's going to come up. One of the things that we've been doing a lot is strategic fasting. And from an autophagy standpoint, a detox standpoint, uh, enhancing the body's ability to clean itself up kind of an idea and, but one of the things that's, that's a struggle in that area, and that's a question in my mind, is, is what you just said is who are the people who are prepared for fasting? Fasting is just like weightlifting, it, you know, weightlifting is damaging to your muscles. That's why right. when you then rest, you heal better. So, how would you approach for somebody who's not diabetic, they're not damaged to that degree? Mm-hmm. And let's say they're a middle-aged, slightly overweight, 10 yep. or 20 pounds, slightly out of shape, you know, so kind of a, a, probably a little bit better than the average American, but they're not where they should be. And, you know, so there's a lot of books and ideas and theories out there. Okay, we're just going to fast this. And and I, you know, especially Jason Fung, you know, basically Train into the metabolism of accessing that extra 10 or 20 pounds. And down his theory, it would be like, well, let's just train into fasting. How do you guys approach fasting?
1: So I've been in this industry for decades, and I have seen every approach work. That's That's the big trick. It's not that, oh, one, this is right and that's wrong. It doesn't work that way. It's about understanding which tool is right for your body and your current. And I want to emphasize this, your current metabolic state. I was around in the 80s when everyone was wearing the sweatbands and doing the you know the, the running and the, and the step aerobics. And guess what? I saw stunning physique, healthy bodies. I was around in the 90s when, you know, it was the bodybuilding was starting to pick up a little momentum and people are in the club lifting weights. And guess what? I saw stunning physiques. I was around in the early 2000s. We marched all carbs out back and shot them, said all carbs are bad. Guess what? I saw stunning. You see where I'm going with this. It's not that there's one approach that works. Now, here's what I will do because I get asked this question a lot. With intermittent fasting... That is such a wide array. Now, at Metro, we implement glycemic load and and some carb cycling in a normal 24-hour cadence. And then we do big-picture macro cycles where there is some fasting state. When most people think of intermittent fasting, they're thinking of multiple waking hours of the day without eating or you only eat on certain days of the week. That's uh, That's an extreme variation on it. The question is, metabolically, whom might that work for? And I do think I can give you the answer to that. Now, the health benefits from fasting aside, because there are those. But just answering the question from a weight loss and sustainability standpoint, who might be a good um, recipient of that particular tool? The answer is, generally speaking, and this is my personal experience, Those who struggle because of behavioral reasons versus metabolic reasons, and I'll explain why. If somebody is trying to reduce body weights, but they struggle to eat the right things, behaviorally, for most people, it is actually easier to simply go X amount of hours out of the day where they psychologically draw a line in the sand and say, I don't eat these hours and can follow through. Whereas it's more difficult to say, I'm going to eat this for breakfast, this for snack, this for lunch and follow through with them. Now you have to meal prep, you have to have those and you have to be prepared to eat them. So psychologically and behaviorally, some people are actually able to just say, I'm not eating these hours out of the day or I'm eating less on these days of the week. And for those people, behaviorally, if it works for them, it's a huge win. Here's the downside. The downside is there's a metabolic cost. If you eat less or eat less frequently, your metabolism is going to, not in one day, but over time, acclimate to that. So the gal that was going on that, it was actually a discovery show where she was going to be on the deserted island, uh, no food. She hired me to help her slow her metabolism. She was the type of person that she'd get headaches if she went more than two, three hours without snacking, uh, very fast metabolism. We actually decreased her from eating five, six snacks a day down to just two big meals a day. And then for two weeks up to leaving for the show, just one big meal and one snack. Why? To slow her metabolic rate to get her body acclimated to that. Your body To survive acclimate whatever you subject it to over time you eat nothing except a giant bucket of kfc every day you're not going to feel the greatest but your body will acclimate to it over time if you eat clean organic wholesome foods balanced macros every few hours your body's going to acclimate to it over time so who should now for our actual listeners saying well should i do intermittent fasting here's the here's the answer if you do intermittent fasting, you will lose weight because you're decreasing your overall intake. If you're the type of person who is overweight because you're eating too many calories or too many carbs or your overconsumption is the cause of your being overweight, intermittent fasting may work great for you. If your metabolism is slow, in other words, you've done a lot of diet, You've done a lot of programs. You're not overeating, you know, dramatically. That means the cause of it could be obesity. It could be just having a few extra pounds is a slower metabolic rate. It's probably not worth the trade in that case to do intermittent fasting because your body's going to get used to it. My first tool in that, in that scenario is to figure out how do we fix your metabolism? And as you've probably heard before, that usually includes eating more frequently, not less during those periods.
2: Is there a way that you are analyzing somebody? Is that through a questionnaire, through labs or something like that to try and determine which kind of metabolism are you to encourage them to go down an intermittent fasting versus go down the, hey, let's eat more often?
1: Outstanding question. Um, so that is what we've been working on what i've been working on for almost two decades we now have some technology platforms that help expedite that process but that's um of the five basics that's number four that's the most important it's a process we call baseline testing does blood work help yes that's great does the questionnaires and assessment yes and we do all of that but at the end of the day Baseline testing is exactly this. I'm going to put you on a meal plan. Um, Healthy, ectomorphic body type. And I know on this meal plan at this many calories, with this glycemic load, with this meal frequency, with this macro ratio, here are averages. And I'm going to put you on that meal plan for three or four days. That's it. Three or four days. Now there's only three possible outcomes. You're either going to gain weight, lose weight, or stay the same weight. That's baseline testing. And now I can go back to someone and I can say, hey, Johnny, we baseline tested you. I know it took a lot of work to prep those meals and eat exactly this for three or four days. But here's what I have to tell you. You're right. Your metabolism is slow, And I can even tell you what percentile you're in, comparatively speaking.
0: What well, you guys did that so, with me. Uh, when we i started they people. did that with me and, yep. and so i said so on a scale from 1 to 10 where is my metabolism 10 being great 1 being and megan my coach yeah. she said and you're about a 2 which made sense <laughs> uh, again i'm i'm i had gotten to where uh, and I still struggle with it. I just would rather not eat, you know, most days till later in the day. And then I struggle to digest a lot. Like you can eat a lot of food and digest it. Okay. And I struggle with that. So I don't have as much quantity, so I can't get in as much. So I just don't eat. And then I go out and do my exercise or whatever. And my body said, okay, we'll adjust to that. And we're going to hold on to every calorie possible. It seems. And, and here we are after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, and no, Oh, well, Kevin, you're doing great. What, what you're talking about is your body doing its job. Sure. It Think is it acclimating. This, it is acclimating. Think of it in these terms. You take 100 people, you drop them off at a deserted island, and you put them on rations. I mean, call it. What's the rations? 1,000 calories, 1,500 calories? Call it. Randy, what's the rations? for this? We're going to we go 1,500 up? calories a day. 1,500 calories a day. Perfect. You put 100 people on 1,500 calories a day, rations. Now you have children. You have elderly. You have large people, you have tiny people, you have males, females, you have everything. A year later, you pick them up. Every one of them, I don't care what their age, what their size, what their gender, every one of them are burning 1,500 calories a day exactly. Mm-hmm. And if not, they don't come off the island. <laughs> it's that simple. If they haven't acclimated, mm-hmm. I use the the story of Bob the Piano Mover. He's loosely based on a real-life character. Bob the Piano Mover. (laughs) His wife brings him in to me. Angela, help Bob lose weight. He's been struggling with this. Bob has been on 1,000 calories a day. Bob weighs 270 pounds. How is that possible? Well, I'll tell you how it's possible. He didn't start at 270. He started at 340. That's how it's possible. Bob's on a thousand calories a day, but since 340 down to 270, guess what? He's, he's now
2: reacclimated.
1: His, his he's reacclimated. At some point, he's eating a thousand calories a day. He gets on the scale every morning and he lost another pound and he lost another two pounds. At some point, he's going to get on the scale, weigh the same weight the next day and the next day and the next day, or he dies. That's it. Your metabolism has to acclimate. So we're all pulling out our hair. Me, just falls out. But most of us are pulling out our hair, and we're so frustrated trying to figure out why is my metabolism doing this to me, and yet we're not understanding that, guess what, it works in our favor also. And I can prove it. I can absolutely prove it. So if you're listening and you've gone, I've tried every diet in the book. I've tried every workout in the book. Why can't I bust through this plateau? I promise you, you can. Here's how it works. When I do my seminars, I'll usually ask one uh, brave, soul, willing per- participants. I'll pick a petite female out of the front row and I'll say, okay, we'll, we'll pretend her name Julie. Julie, do you mind sharing with us your personal stats, demographic, a tight weight, that sort of thing? Julie, oh, I'm 120 pounds. I'm, you know, mid-40s. I exercise four to five days a week. I'm fit. Great. Julie, you're doing a great job. <clears throat> what would happen to Julie, and then I'll ask the whole crowd, what would happen to Julie if she changed nothing about her diet except she added a pint of Ben and Jerry's cream every night before she went to bed? And you'll hear laughing and snickering. Now, do you either of you guys like ice cream?
0: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I'm up! I'm up for that diet, man. Sign, yeah, man, sign
1: me up. <laughs> sign me up for that. Yeah, that's well. That's what everyone says. Well, guess what? Me too. So now Julie's eating a pint. That's thousand calories a night. By the way, now I asked Julie. You have lived in your body your entire life. You're the expert. I want to know intuitively how much weight would you gain in a month? She'll sit and she'll think. She'll say, "I'd gain between five and fifteen pounds." This isn't hypothetical, guys. I've stood on stage. I've asked this question to 50 different women, and they have always given me I'd gain between 5 and 15 pounds. You know what I tell them? Mm -hmm. You're right. You would. You'd probably gain between 5 and 15 pounds. Now, here's the next question. What would happen if you kept eating a pint of ice cream for a year? How much would you gain? She'll so stop and she'll sit back in her chair and she'll get, and she say, usually 20 to 30 pounds. And you know what? She's right again. Would you be happy about 20 or 30 pounds? Oh, I'd be miserable. I'd be so upset. I would never want to gain 20 or 30 pounds. Say, I understand that. Now let's do some math. There's 3,500 calories in a pound of body fat, right? So that's 7,000 calories a week would be two pounds of body fat, 1,000 calories of ice cream of Haagen-Dazs a night. That's 7,000 calories a week. That should, quote, quote, equal two pounds of body fat a week. I think there's still 52 weeks in a year. I'll have to double check. How many people listening think Julie's going to gain 104 pounds in one year? There's nothing she could eat. She can't do it. Why? She's acclimated. It's,
2: it's acclimated it's a set point oh.
1: so are you saying dr. Randy, that haagen does speeds Ben and Jerry speeds your uh, metabolism
2: it well here's where I get uh, I get tripped up because it's not calories in calories out there it is it is and then it's however you want to describe it it's the complex acclimation whether that's through hormonal signals or metabolic signals are part of the biochemistry because – and one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, if, if we use Julie as an yeah. example, and one of the studies I can't list by name that I will refer to back in the day was an example of college students that they said, hey, come and participate. We're going to feed you 5,000 calories a day or 10,000 a day. You're in this group. You're in that group. And these guys were, were students and they had to stop the test because they couldn't get them to gain weight. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. A, there's there's a five-pound weight gain over here, over there. But the, the amount of time that it would take to – because some people with their Ben and Jerry's, yes, are going to gain something in a month and some people wouldn't. And how long does it take to acclimate? Well, now we're back to the predest, or uh, predestination. Yeah, the predisposition, predisposition of their genetics. Yeah. So – but I, I get tripped up because I'm not used to using the language. You know, is my did my metabolism speed up or slow down? And you're right because the math would say if she ate Ben and Jerry's a pint every night, she should gain a hundred pounds, and she won't. She won't. She probably would gain twenty or thirty. Yep. If if she's exercising and doing all those kind of things, and so and so then your question back to me was. Did her metabolism speed up in order to burn off those extra calories? And I would say, well, yes, something changed. She acclimated to it. Would you say it sped up?
1: It absolutely sped up. And she's going to be irritated. She gained 30 pounds because it's not going to speed up. In step with the damage, right? So
2: the perceived damage that she is saying because she doesn't want to gain that weight,
1: gain yeah, that weight. right. So here's the whole secret, and this isn't if, if anybody's been around the physique sports and and worked with any of uh, or knows any professional like uh, competitors then this concept is not going to be foreign, but I'm going to try to articulate it in such a way that most people will understand really in principle how easy it is to control your metabolism. So when I work with somebody, here's what we're going to do. We're going to baseline test them and I'm going to figure out exactly what triggers weight loss. So if you work with me, I will get you to lose weight 100% of the time, period. What I cannot promise is what that intake is gonna look like. So here's what happens for some people. We'll get you to lose weight. And now I say, yeah, but you can't keep eating this. We have to stop the weight loss because what triggered weight loss for them was too low to be sustainable. That's unusual. Most people are gonna start losing weight somewhere in a moderate band, But there are some people, usually ones who have already been dieting, who've already lost some weight, where their metabolic rate has flowed, has acclimated, that survival mechanic. And so what triggers weight loss is not something sustainable, so we cannot keep you there. Once we baseline test, we're going to figure out if you have a fast metabolism, a slow metabolism, or a medium metabolism. Here's how it typically goes. Hey, Johnny, I see where your metabolic rate is. I've seen thousands of other guys on the exact same meal plan as you based on how you've responded. Now I'm going to personalize your meal plan to match exactly what yours needs to look like for weight loss. I know you want to lose 30 pounds. I can't take 30 off of you in one shot. Here's what we're going to do. I have enough runway based on what initially has triggered fat loss to take off about 12 to 14 pounds. We're going to do it rapidly. But at somewhere around 12, 14, and I could be off a pound or two, but in that band, you're going to hit a plateau. And then we're going to do something different. So we proceed. We take them through meal plan one. When they start flowing in their weight loss, we adjust to meal plan two to meal plan three. Eventually, they hit a plateau. And I say, all right, Johnny, here's what I want you to do. Tomorrow, I want you to increase and go gain a pound back. We're going to increase just. Half a half a you know sweet potato a day, a uh, few ounces of brown rice, a couple ounces of of oatmeal, some chicken, some tofu, some broccoli, whatever. I'm 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 source agnostic. Whatever quality foods you prefer, but we're going to increase until you gain a pound. And Johnny, his jaw hits the ground. He goes, Well, last five weeks, you just I worked so hard to lose fifteen pounds or twelve pounds or whatever it was. Now you want me to gain a pound back? Yep, I do. And I'm gonna make him gain that pound back by eating more. He goes, All right, I don't know what you're thinking. I gained the pound back. Perfect. Now, tomorrow, I want you to go burn that pound off with exercise. You cannot eat an ounce less food. Now, you've been you guys have seen this. You can lose one pound with exercise. You cannot sustainably lose 100 pounds or even 50 pounds with exercise unless you have a whole lot of free time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now Johnny comes back to me the next day, and he's out of breath, and he's dripping sweat, and he doesn't like me very much. He says, all right, Angela, I lost that pound you told me to. I said, perfect. Now go gain it back. And I'm going to increase his food intake again until he gains a pound. And then I'm going to have him use exercise to burn it off. And I'm going to make him gain and lose the same pound five or six times over the course of a month. And guess what's going to happen? We're going to take someone who was previously on lower carbs or lower calories or wherever we we left off at, and now he's going to be eating significantly higher calories and carbohydrates. He won't have lost any weight in that month, but his body will be acclimated to all this fuel coming in, Now, instead of slowly dropping him back down, we're going to take him all the way down to the bottom in one shot, and it's going to create It's going to shock his system and the body fat's going to melt off it. Now, one more piece to this. Remember, Johnny, he wants to lose 30 pounds. This time we're going round two and he's going to lose 30 pounds, but he's still not done. Because Johnny comes back to me and he's going to say, I'm there, Angelo, I did it. I'm down 30 pounds. I feel great. I said, yeah, but you can't sustain it yet. And here's why. Because by the time he hits 30 pounds down, he's back on the low end of the calories again. He's back on the low end of the carbohydrates again. So we have to actually repeat the process one more time. So if someone wants to lose 30 pounds, I need to take about 34 pounds off of them because I'm never going to diet someone down to their maintenance weight. No matter what it is, I'm going to make them increase up to their maintenance weight so we can recondition their metabolism in the process. And that is hard. It takes effort. It takes focus and it's not as fast as just a you know, a, a drink these shakes type of weight loss program. I know I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making any converts here when I say these things, but why is it we have waiting lists? Because it's sustainable and it works. It's fixing your metabolism. It's not band-aiding the problem. And most people think that, oh, they're not losing weight. It's because they just don't have what it takes to stick to a diet. That has not been my experience. Maybe some other professionals had that experience, but I've dieted 20,000 people And I have found most people are willing to put in the work. It's that they have to be met with results. If they're doing something and not seeing results, why bother? Why keep going? Then motivation goes out the window. You have to be met with results. And that just takes just a little bit of science around the metabolism. You can absolutely transform your body.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's the there's the uh, the problem we see with supplements, you know, nutritional supplements. We know they have a benefit, it's so hard to see the results and when the next month comes along and you're going to cough up 100 bucks or 200 bucks for your supplements that you haven't seen a result from. It's so easy just to let it slide and that's why the compliance is just horrific for supplements. Yeah. Compliance. I like that word. <laughs> I don't
2: like that word. I know. So I, uh it is horrific for just about everything in life, whether it's go to bed on time or get up on time or do your morning routine, and and, and it's it's hard to define, and I'm, I'm sure that's going to be one of your, your five things, is helping people decide what is the why behind their what. What is their motivation? What are they doing this for? How are they motiv- motivating themselves down that pathway? Do you work specifically? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, most of your business is going to be down the weight loss kind of category, and... Um, do you have another side of the business that's working specifically on, you mentioned energy and kind of, that's yep. uh, what we call, you know, grandma on the couch. I don't want to be grandma on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. What about any other, are there any other specific areas that you're working on w- or do you have to kind of stay out of the, we don't diagnose or treat or name any kind of, you know, disease oh. process?
1: Yeah, that's definitely not my lane. We're just a lifestyle. Uh, We do have registered dietitians. We do have the whole, you know, we have a very professional team, but we're not a medical group. We're a, we're a lifestyle group. That said, ironically, it's funny that you could ask that we're not a weight loss company. This started, um, actually we, we work with pro athletes, NFL players, Olympic athletes, um, that's what we did for years. Uh, it evolved into kind of two steps. Now we kind of work with a lot of executives. I'll I'll tell you exactly who calls us up. I I get a, you know, a a 45 year old female, a 52 year old male. That's like, Angelo, I'm an executive or a professional. I've put my life and heart into my career and to my family and I'm realizing that if I don't take care of my health, I'm not going to be around to enjoy my my career, my family, and the things that are important to me. That that's our typical demographic, a client that you know that A-type personality or that driven personality, but they don't want to waste time. They want to work with a consultant, someone who's going to walk with them hand hand in hand, day by day, and say, "Here's exactly what you're going to do next." Um, and that has then given uh, kind of given birth to my team of coaches. <clears throat> we're not some call center and you know coaches in 50 different states. but we're all in one spot. We work together. We're a small group that actually collaborates with one another, each in their different specialty to really bring a cohesive, effective approach for our group of clients. But what we've needed in order to do that, is analytics tools. And this is coaching 101. If you can't measure it, you can't improve it. So we've developed in-house analytics tools that were first just for the coaches. Now now we actually have tools you can download right onto your phone that are super easy to use to actually get a pulse on what your metabolism is doing. and See recommendations from the metabolic profiling approach But those are the tools that our coaches use with their clients to help them transform. And you'd be surprised at the different goals people will reach out to us with. It just so happens that metabolism isn't any more important than exercise, nutrition, hormones, um, biology, any of these factors. It is not more important. It's just more frequently misunderstood. That's why we end up talking about it
2: so much. It, I'm smiling, and, and I think Kevin knows what I'm getting ready to say. Uh, you know, it, and I hope that people, as they're listening to this, they can hear the echo of what you say is what we say. And that's, that, I would say that is my most common new client or patient as well. It, it's, it's the very same thing. And at the end of the day, it is – We are coaches, we are teachers, and that's the root word of of what doctor really means, right, is is, is a teacher in the Socratic method, where you're walking with somebody, doing it with them, and it, well, like you ended up there, there's nothing, you could never say, oh, this is way more important, you got to do this before you do your exercise, or or whatever 10,000 things are going on in somebody's life and we joke about the the person that needs to, you know, quit their job or get rid of the dog, you know, whatever the starting point is so that the and I think metabolism is a good word for kind of all of biochemistry which is always misunderstood. Nobody knows it perfectly. And and it is the mystery of the human body and that is the cohesive wrap around of, of, of the metabolism of what you guys are doing and you've pulled together. Now you've got data, you've got analytics, you, you've got, which we call it, you know, signposts along the road. Should I veer left or right? Should I eat this or that, or take this or that supplement or do this or that lab? Where does my time and money go? And for the, that's right. The executive type or, you know, whatever type of person that is a business owner. And I, I want to believe it's kind of everybody. Yeah, everybody is their own CEO of themselves, yep. of their family. And and now and there's so many opportunities through through a lot of different pathways of how do you be becoming a better version of yourself?
1: Yeah. And the, you know one of my mentors, um he, he has he has commented, he said, which you know, a good coach lets somebody else borrow their passion until yeah. they have a pardon me, they have adopted it for themselves. And uh, I, I just absolutely love that saying. To that end, <clears throat> go to if, if if anybody would like to, we we have an academy. Now we're not. We're pretty hyper focused in our specialty. You guys help all kinds of area of health and wellness. We do specialize in metabolism, but um, on our academy at metpro.co, Co, there's content from real people, and that's what it made me think of when you were saying that, Randy. Is you're not the not the guy that's you know been the swimsuit on for 20 years and, you know, has the shirt off and, you know, really doesn't know uh, necessarily what it's like to really have the struggle of, yeah, I I could be in shape also, but guess what? I got to pay the bills. I got the mortgage. I got four kids to feed. I got you. I need to just be healthy. What are going to be, what's the 80, 20 for me? What's the most relevant thing I can do? And so, um, we, we really love just educating people into the realities of practical action steps. So, um, no, I, I, I love, I could talk about this stuff. all day. Long. <laughs> you guys will end up kicking me off the show though. I know how that goes. I talk too much. Well, what am I? <laughs> what,
2: so by the way, did, um, the book cracking the metabolic code, was that a part of your history at all?
1: I have heard of it. Yes. I'm familiar with it.
2: Okay. I mean, that, that, and it just, the infinite variability is, is, is on one hand, it's encouraging to me. It's, it's this, you always are empowered to be doing something about it. Yes. But at the same time, so many people are like, I don't know where to start. I, I, it's so confusing. It's so complex and I like what you just said as yeah as we <laughs> we could talk about this all day is helping people to define or 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 think through what are your action items what are the most actionable steps what are what are the priorities and then you begin and yep. and everybody is their own CEO. We
1: we touched on all of these except one. Normally, I go through the, the five list. We never went there because we ended up just talking, which is fabulous. I loved it. But step one is identifying your body type and setting goals. That's about deciding what you're not going to do first. So I tell people a good goal setting session is decide what you can't do first. So we have priorities and a priority hierarchy lifestyle. People ask me all the time. Uh, and Kevin, Kevin knows this, I joke about it. You know what I'm most interested in determining when I when I talk to someone about their career and travel and family and sleep schedule? I'm trying to determine what they're going to eat for snacks. You know why? Because the only meal that you don't take socially. So I'm in charge.
0: <laughs> True.
2: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> True.
1: Strategic versus metabolic. The fourth one is baseline testing. That's to actually identify What your metabolism is, not theoretical, not, hey, based on others, but know actually how your body in real time just responded to this meal plan. But then the last one, which I think kind of dovetails into putting a bow on this, is psychological profile. Now, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not an expert by any means, but I understand the value of knowing people and what really makes them tick. Because sometimes you can have two individuals use the same science, but you get a different result based on how it's plated, how it's provided, how it's delivered to them. Um, there are some people who like support. They want to have someone to lean on, someone to pick them up, someone to cheer them on and encourage them. By the way, everybody likes that to some degree. There are some people that thrive when they know the why. They like an instructor or a mentor or mentee relationship. When you know it's, hey Johnny, here's why what you just did worked. Here's why when you did this before, it wasn't wrong, but you didn't get the result you were thinking. When they understand the why, they're lit up. And then others, they're that, you know, type A personality, they want to be challenged. It's hey. <clears throat> It's the same science, right? But for them, it's, Hey, Johnny, I ate this for lunch today. Let's see if you can do better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's what makes them tick, you know? So it's all in just how it's delivered. And so that's the psychology of what goes into behavioral modification and motivation is all a part of it. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, I love I love exploring everything having to do with the the topic of human transformation and metabolism. I love what you guys are doing, and I love that um, that you've let me come and talk to your listeners and share a little bit about what we're doing at MetPro. Hey,
0: I I appreciate it. It's a, it's so interesting, and yeah, it, you guys do so many similar things. Unfortunately, I think people come to him sooner because it's more of a lifestyle. They wait till there actually is an acute problem to come to you, and they should be coming preventatively or before they've got this acute. You know hypothyroidism or you know whatever the the ailment is.
2: Right, I I think that's a the great failure of what has become American medicine is the word doctor means fix me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and rather than teach me, help me to not yeah. become a, a a pathological specimen, whether it's thyroid or fatigue or overweightness or, or whatever. And so the perception is, yeah, they. Uh, they would perceive the doctor as the last yeah. which which I agree with American health care. I think people ought to think that way, but it 's part of the badness of American health care that primary care ought to mean preventive care in helping people not get there rather than trying to help people figure out what 's wrong with them yeah. and you 're on the front side of that, so Angela, thank you yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, stoked with what you guys are doing, the new technology and just uh that's yeah, a brilliant, brilliant vehicle of how how you can uh, help people, yeah, achieve their goals. Same thing he's doing. Yeah. Hey, yeah, thanks, thanks for the time, thanks for the insight, and uh, it's just, uh, I, I love. You got to see. I wish I could take the camera off. He's got like ten post-it notes of notes over here, so uh, that's, oh, that's good. That awesome. we're we're here to learn too. Thank you so much, Angelo.
1: The honor's been mine. Thank you so much, guys.
0: All right, thank you. Bye bye. All right, friends, well, this episode should feel pretty hopeful for a lot of you. I still struggle with wanting to even eat breakfast or anything early in the day. Lately, I've been doing a smoothie, uh, just for those of you who are interested, with collagen protein powder, like I think 20 grams of protein, uh, chia flax and hemp seeds, some raw pecans, frozen avocado and berries mixed with a high protein. It's actually an almond and cashew milk made by Silk is the brand. Uh, it's like 10 grams of protein or something. It tastes somewhat mediocre, honestly, but I'm not doing it for taste. I'm doing it just to, uh, for my health and my metabolism. Again, if you're interested in MetPro and connecting with Angelo Poli, you can go check them out, MetPro, M E T P R O dot C O, slash Ziggler, and take a Ziggler, Z I G L A R, and take an assessment and speak with a coach. There's no uh, cost or commitment to do that. Thank you guys for tuning in to the self-helpful podcast where I strive to help you and me elevate our personal experience and the way we show up for others. Stay driven, my friends.